0: Welcome to episode 87 of the Lion of Vienna Sweet Podcast. My name is Dan Murphy and joining me today is, as ever, at this point in time, because he's always bloody here, it's Mr. Will Jones. Will, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. How are you?
0: I'm not too bad at all, not too bad at all. It's just getting really fucking cold in this here house, Winter sitting <laughs> and it is <laughs> rather... <It's unique>. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to splash in too much cash in that heating, do you? But also, joining me today is... At least the first time I've ever been on a podcast with him. It may well be the first time he's ever been on a podcast, but I'm sure he could tell us that himself. So, Mr Ian Firth, also known as White Smurf or White Man Smurf or something along those lines. Ian, how are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, it's actually my second time I was uh, part of the uh, the the mad uh, ensemble of people after the Peterborough game. So I had a bit of a chat on that. But um, that was but yeah, a blur,
0: yeah. it's hard to remember. it. so long ago, such a happier time. Time. It was a great Everything day, was before, going well. yeah. Everything, goals were flowing, <laughs> beer was flowing, and Bolton were going upwards, but now we are still mainly going downwards. We are still at the foot of the table, despite being unbeaten in the last three games. Um, obviously, the Sheffield Wednesday victory, which we talked about in last, the last episode, but in the two weeks since then, we've had two games. We've had a home to Queen's Black Rangers and a way to Fulham. And both games have resulted in 1-1 draws. Both very different games, I should imagine. But regardless, we are still on the bottom 7th. 7 points, sorry. Uh, Only 2 behind Sunderland and only 3 behind Burton. And 5 from Birmingham, who are the team just above the bottom 3. Well, let's start the first game the QPR. Both of you attended, which makes it good. We yeah yeah we drew I believe we um well why don't you tell me about
1: it well what happened yeah it, it was an interesting game it's my first game for a while having been at uni and still so it, it was good to be back um obviously it was a promising start considering we went one nil up um we've gone with a fairly strong team um I think it was Midian up front on his own as usual Pr- uh, Prattley and Henry as holding midfielders solid back four. Um, and then Beller in behind um, I, I thought we did quite well uh, starting off re- really on the front foot and I mean I was looking at the stats earlier and apparently we only had about 30% of possession in that game um, which seemed a bit weird considering I thought we were dominating pretty much for the whole of the first half um, and then obviously QPR kind of fought back a little bit and eventually got the goal which you could say was coming um, obviously it's always disappointing when, when the opposition score but uh, it would have nice to, nice to to get a win, but I think um, at the end of the day it was probably a fair result. Um, and then obviously going into Fulham, we'd then be able to pick up three points there, and but obviously didn't either.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Um. Obviously, we I said we went ahead. Should we have won the QPR game? Obviously not, because we had bad possession. But so was it a good point in the end? And you was there as well. What did you think of it?
2: Um, I think a point was probably about right. I, I would add, would suppose, um, QPR could say they the, the shaded it. Um, it, it as, as Will was just saying, really, in the first half, it was um, we, we were the, definitely the better team, without a shadow of a doubt. But that, that 33% that we had was definitely the first half. <laughs> because after after the break, it was just, oh, QPR. Uh, it was quite embarrassing, actually, um, for the, up until probably the last 15 minutes. Because... Um storm Brian. by that point, had uh, rained rain so much that really it was just a waterlogged pick, waterlogged pitch, should I say mm-hmm. um, so which you know just just totally destroyed the game. but um I, I thought we'd, we we did okay the first half. I mean the the team is is becoming um, quite a, a regular side now obviously, now we've got Vela back. Um, so so that, so that was good to see, but um I mean, I think the thing that the main thing that everybody noticed in the second half. Was it was just like Bolton just looked like they were blowing out their arse, whereas QPR seems, you know they, they still had a whether it was a second wind or not I don't know, but um they, they just completely dominated. Um, we got uh, uh, essentially they, we just got pushed further and further back to the point that by the time they scored the goal it, it was it was inevitable. Um, in fact, I think when that when they they did get the goal about five minutes before that we we literally had a nine man defence and nobody in midfield. Uh, we've, we've just made Medine up the front. Mm-hmm. So I mean, w- one of the things that I noticed really was was just the fact that we just couldn't, when we did get the ball, it was it was a straight boot upfield just to try and relieve the pressure. Of course, it goes straight to, to whoever, whoever in QPR. Um, they they play it around around us again, and then um, you know the ball was flying back into um, into the box for, for somebody else to have, have a shot at it. Uh, It was it was pretty it was pretty dire stuff really. Um, I mean, Weetor and and Beavers were absolutely immense. They they really were, Um, you know, uh, from what I saw. uh, I mean, I I was particularly worried before uh, the match um, because it was similar to Will. Really, it was my first trip to the Macron this season. Um, So um, I was hearing all the horror stories about Beavers, um, but I thought he played really well. You know, I mean, they were a unit like they were when we were um, down in League One, uh, and and if it hadn't been for those two, um, we would have lost about 5-1 in that second half. Uh, it, I really can't describe just how one-way it was. Um, it was pretty horrific to watch, to be fair.
0: Well, you spoke of inevitable goals, and I don't think any of us um, were surprised or was when the six minutes added on time went up at Craven Cottage, and when four of those minutes had elapsed, uh, Fulham... Went and equalised after we'd held on for much of the game in the lead, and again another two-point shot. I imagine anyone, as you know, the old adage goes, if you would give me a point before the game, a bit in your hand off. But when you're 94 minutes into a game, a point feels like a defeat, and it seems to be the case of Bolton that we just can't kind of hold out these wins at the minute. And what was kind of Fulham-like will compared to? I mean, sorry, Ian, compared to QPR.
2: I didn't think it was that bad, actually. I thought we played really well. I was absolutely gobsmacked when I saw the, the start saying we'd only had 23% uh, possession. Um, in the first half, um, we, we completely had the game in control in, in regard to uh, not being overwhelmed. Um, you know, I mean, well, let's face it, uh, Fulham are a good side. Um, but we were in control. Um, the guy up front, I think he was called Kamara. Um, couldn't hit a, a cow's ass with a banjo. I mean, really, he, there was just no way he was scoring um, on Saturday. Um, we had full control of the game, I, I thought. Um, it, yeah, I, I thought we, we did really well. And then, and then even going into the second half, uh, when sort of form started to to uh, put on the pressure a little bit, um, I, I just, I mean, we're all, you know, in, in the stand, we were all saying... We really did think that Bolton were going to do it because we just couldn't see Fulham scoring. Then, of course, you know, in the 94th minute, um, I think um, I, I don't know who it was uh, the, the winger, whoever. He, he skinned Prattley basically, um, got round him. Uh, Mark Little was was too far back basically. He wasn't out on the right where he should have been. And um, the guy got a free um, uh, 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 crossing, and and then the you know the the Fulham lad was was just totally unmarked on his own. Uh, he just had to and pointing the ball towards the net and and, and it weren't really. Mm-hmm. So I think Beavers had probably gone missing for, for that one. Um but um, but overall I, I would have said Fulham we, we played well to be fair. Um the I, I I just think as as a as a as a team they, they, they look looked a lot more structured and solid in, in the way they were playing. We we didn't look like we we're a League One outfit. You know that was there was one uh, level too high, as as we had done, particularly the, from my recollection, the Leeds game, um, bef- before the QPR game as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm struggling really to sort of pinpoint failures, if if you want, in the side. The, the only thing that I did pick up on really was um, was was Armstrong. He's he's just not a winger. Mm. Um, I don't I don't want to have a have a go at him. You know, use him as a scapegoat because he is out of position. But the the, the one th- when Fulham did attack, um, I mean, they, they just couldn't get down the right hand side. Amiobi and uh, Little just had that one covered. So, so they either had to come through the middle or, um, or down the left hand side. And, uh, and Taylor, I mean, we later found out that he was injured. He was having an absolute nightmare on that side. Um, anyway, but I, I just think him and um, Armstrong, they they, they they just don't click. Um, I noticed it in the QPR game as well. Um, so, some a lot of the former attacks were down that side, um, and, and that's where we look with the, the weakest, really, um, mm. in, in in regard to um, uh, you know conceding a goal or, or you know a teams putting pressure on us. Um, but you know,
0: though. you don't need to be a winger to finish the chance
2: he had, do you? How uh, he missed that. I don't know. Um, I mean, I didn't see the Mede miss against Sheffield Wednesday. I heard it was it was a cracker, but. Um, he, um, I mean, the lad, he, he was probably, what, about 25, 20, 25 yards out. So it, it was a bit of a distance, but he just had the whole net. He would literally just had to hit the net and it would have gone in. The goalie was nowhere. Um, he, he totally cocked it up and, and he fluffed it, basically. I um, mean, you know, if he'd if 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 got that goal in, um, that was it. That was three massive points that we would have got at, at, in a game that we weren't expecting it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, mate, and plus it ends a, a twenty five year hoodoo as well, doesn't it? You know, for mm-hmm. a team that's bottom of the league, um, to go away to Fulham um and get a victory after twenty five years, um, you can only imagine um the the morale boost it would have given the whole squad. 100%. So yeah, yeah. So that that, that was gutting, to mm-hmm. be fair, when when he missed that one.
0: Speaking of Armstrong, Will, I think on the last podcast we talked a lot about funder and how we should play. Has that kind of thought only just been more solidified now, even if Lafonda would have to play out wide?
1: Yep. Um, I, yeah, me and Jamie were talking about it a little bit via counter-articles in this last week, actually, um, just saying that um, Armstrong Armstrong's kind of having to improvise a little bit as a winger. Like you say, he doesn't have to be suited to a position to take chances like he's had in recent weeks. Um and I think, obviously, we've got wide man sat on the bench who perhaps would do a better job starting. And I know that Parkinson's trying to kind of recuperate what he brought in last season by trying to keep the same team week in, week out. And I've, we've had many discussions about why that necessarily isn't the best decision this year. Um, but it just seems that Armstrong, for whatever reason, just continues to get picked down that left side. And like Ian said, he doesn't really click with Taylor, regardless of his injury. You know, that, that didn't seem to work against QPR either. Um, and to be honest, it doesn't make sense. Um, but, yeah, um, there, were, there was something that I'd actually brought up in my article and that Chris had mentioned to me um, through a source which I couldn't actually officially tell you because um, I'm not sure, to to be honest myself. But supposedly um, Armstrong's on a pay-by-play uh, basis, apparently. too. So if we don't play him, then we pay his wages. Um, so And then, obviously, if we drop him, then we have to pay them. So it, it seems like we're in a bit of a dilemma with that. And as much as we'd like to bring some of the other lads in, be it LaFondra or be it Noon or be it Marais or whoever, um, it seems like we're a little bit stuck with that. Um, obviously, Armstrong is scheduled to go back after Christmas, so maybe we'd, we'll see a change then. But... Until that, I can't really see much changing in in the way of a formation or a change in lineup, um, and we can only hope that it improves tomorrow against Sunderland because it's again that's a huge game. Um, so
2: yeah, yeah, I would say it's with, with, with Armstrong. I mean, he's he's, he's not it's not so much that he's he's having bad games. I mean, the guy doesn't um, he doesn't go hiding. Um, you know, he, he can tell on on the wingy. Yeah, that the lad's up for it and 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 he really wants obviously to make make his mark on, on the game. It's just that he's not a winger. Um, it's as simple as that, really. I mean, the only thing. I mean, I don't know about this the, the old scenario about um, you know if, uh, if if we don't play, we we pay sort of thing. Um, but the only thing I'd, I'd say with that one will is if if it, if it was that bad. Um, they wouldn't be playing Prattley, would they? Because he's still on a sure. prem contract. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what bonuses the lad's on, but um, I would imagine they're pretty immense.
1: Mm. So you
2: would you would think he would be straight into the reserves, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. that would be such a bad thing. <laughs>
1: I mean, I <I'm> was saying <laughs> but, uh...
2: with
1: that possibly being the answer, you know, dropping Pratley and then bringing Bella deep. And I know I've had quite a lot of, like, constructive criticism, in a way, just saying that we need to have Bella playing in that you know, that more attacking position because it, it allows him to kind of express himself a little bit more and it, you know, gives us all our attacking options, really. Um, I was struggling to think of another way around it, really. Um, the only other thing I could think of is perhaps going back to the three-five-two, which I'd be really reluctant to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you know, obviously it would mean that Medine and LaFondre would link back up. Bella could stay in his spot. You could keep the two holding midfielders, but I still don't see... You know that that change in million, really. considering that he he's not going to drop Medine, he's not going to drop Armstrong, he's not going to drop Prattley. I don't really see where it, where a change is going to come from. To be honest,
2: yeah, I mean that's the problem, really, isn't it? It's it's. I mean the, the way I see it, we've, we've gone on a three game unbeaten run um, with Vela, um, Henry, and Amiobi all coming into the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the one thing I did notice against Fulham was um they they've brought that quality to sort of raise the teams you know sorry to raise the team's quality to a level where we can actually compete um, whereas yeah, particularly i mean i know qpr was was a one off because of the conditions we we just didn't really look up for it in, in, in that game Um, the the problem we got is that the season started in August, didn't start in October and we we got all those games uh, you know, was it eight games was it? Pre-season
0: specifically saying we can't have another bad start, we can't be in October having no no wins or whatever and proper lacking behind and here presto, we've done it again
2: (laughs) Well, exactly, Dan. Yeah, I mean, and, and I would uh, sort of agree with Will, really, in in, in the fact that something is we've, we've got to step up another level because whilst it's it's great, you know, we we get we got a draw at Fulham, uh, that was a good result to be fair, um, and we we held on against QPR and got a point there. Um, that the reality is that we need to win a few games, and I, and I just can't see it happening enough with with the way with the players and the formation that Park is playing. Um, but the, as, as Will rightly pointed out as well, you know, when we had three at the back um, what was it, eight was it eight defeats on the trial? I've, I've bloody forgotten something that something like that, yeah yeah. yeah um, fun, whatever it was well, 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 exactly mate, yeah so, I, I can't see um, it's three at the though, isn't it? not having
1: anyone to put the ball in the net you know, regardless of what system you play Medine's not yeah. the type of person to score 10 a season, and he never will be and um, once you've got Armstrong, who isn't firing, and Amiobi's kind of the only saviour at the minute um, yeah. it, it's a little bit frustrating to then see our main striker sat on the bench you know with, with no way in really what
0: difference has well, that, that... Be made to the team well,
1: I, think. Uh, I think it's been massive you know it, just simply with him coming back and then making his immediate impact is just it's helped the team a lot and obviously it, it boosted our morale certainly on the podcast last week mm. um, you know just to get a few like well chores under the belt <laughs> Um but yeah, I, I feel like he's had a massive impact, and it's nice to have, you know, a proper wide man who isn't so inconsistent. You know that we've had in recent years like Feeney and Eagles and what have you. Um, but yeah, I, I think we just need a match matching one on the other side, really, than rather than having an improvised, improvised one, really. Mm-hmm.
0: What were you going to say? You? Sorry for cutting you off.
2: Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, I was, I was um, in regard to Amiobi. I mean, it was a cracking goal um that, that he scored um you know with a with a hoof <laughs> funny enough it was a hoof that worked um with the with the, the punt up field from um Alnwick. um i mean when he uh, i mean he actually missed misjudged it for when the ball landed so he only managed to control it on on the second attempt he had three full players around him um squeezed between two of them and banged it into in the bottom right corner um, and it, yeah, it was just—it oh, it was amazing when that went in. It, you know, it was just, just, just the class that we've been missing, really. Um, if, if you can imagine with with some of the other misses that we've seen, um, but I suppose the point I'm trying to make is Amiobi. If he, when he gets a chance, you, you know, he's going to score with a little bit like Alpha I suppose, um, and and that's what we've been missing. Um, I, I think it was a QPR game. I think it was Vela that had, had a good shot. Uh, or a good chance. Sorry, um, uh, it may it may have even been actually been in the second half, but but you always knew he wasn't going to score. You know what I mean? When, when he broke through, you just knew he, he wasn't going to go in the back of the net. Um, and and that's that like the difference that obi gives us. You know, when he when he has a shot on goal, there's there's a good chance of it actually going in, mm-hmm,
0: which always helps, of course. What do you think? Um, Carl Henry has uh, changed to this team,
2: uh, Ian. Oh, he's yeah, love him. Absolutely loving to death, for He's he's given us really what we were hoping that we'd get, um, or what Prattley should be doing really, and, and obviously um, we're hoping to get Spearing back, uh, you know, pre-season to, to provide that grit and getting stuck in. Um, just just being a being a little bit of a a pain in the ass in in the middle, um, and sort of getting hold of the ball, sort of breaking down the opposition attacks. All, all, all the good stuff that you'd expect from a defensive midfielder. Uh, I mean, the, the thing that I like about Henry, really, was um, particularly in the full-on game in the first half, I think he got booked uh, for something that actually wasn't wasn't worth a yellow card. Mm. And it was probably about 15 minutes in. And we thought, oh, shit, you know, it's, um, that, that's going to be him out of the game now. He's going to have to watch himself. With, literally within the next 10 minutes, he'd, um, he'd elbowed one of the players in the ribs. <laughs> he'd um, taken out another player. Um, missed the ball, took the player out, um, and when they got free quick, free kick, um, he picked up the ball and threw it away. And uh, mm-hmm. you're just thinking, the, guy, the guy's just nuts. But um, he, he's exactly what we need. I, I think, uh, exactly for true. me, oh yeah. I mean, I know it's only October, but um, that that guy is is right up there. You know, as a as, as signing of the season for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, sort of do, use too much hyperbole for it, but. Um, I I personally think he's been a superb signing Um, absolutely what we needed Um, uh, hopefully he'll stay fit for the rest of the season Mm. Um,
0: we We can but hope so talking to the two games as a whole um, what players kind of impressed specifically or stood out specifically for being bad as well
1: for being bad I mean there's not really many you can pick out as those in particular had bad performances. I mean, like Ian said, both games have really been well-deserved points when you look at it. And even though Fulham felt like a loss, you know, it's hard to pick out bad bad performances. I mean, I know Andrew Taylor had an injury at one point um, and we've, we've touched on the fact that Armstrong's not really firing. Um, it's something I w- I've been impressed by, actually, is just how solid the, the back four looks. I mean, I know we're still conceding, but I'd rather concede one every week than three or four, do you know what I mean? And it just... To have a solid back forward, with proper full backs, two solid centre-halves, and it just looks right. So, that's not a concern of mine at all. As Ian said, Henry's been brilliant in front of them. Um, I know we had lengthy discussions about getting Spearing back, and it, it just, we just haven't needed them at all. Blackpool,
0: that's insane. I am sorry I to know. cut off, but I am absolutely stunned. <laughs> You, know, you don't tell me a Burton or a Sunderland or literally any Championship club that is going yeah. for the playoffs wouldn't have taken Spiels. Even a good League One club like a Wigan or a Bla Blackburn. Before I was stunned.
1: I expected
2: a Wigan move.
0: I, honestly, I could not believe he could get a better club than Blackpool.
2: It yeah, has been a weird one, hasn't it? Really, I we really should hates, have gone for him. If yeah. Blackpool
0: can pay for his wages. Surely we can.
2: Yeah.
0: And I I know Phil said um, you know move on. He's gone, and that's fair enough. But we're in a bind and we'll be in a bind again should Henry or Prattley get injured. And we really... I, I'm surprised we turned him Or didn't fulfil him more. But sorry, well, please carry on.
1: No, it's all right. Um, obviously, Spearman was brilliant last season, but we just haven't needed him because although he's quite a different physique and he offers something slightly different, I think, effectively, he still fulfils the same role. He's got the aggression, he's got the determination. He's the shithouse, like you said, and he's exactly what we need. So, he's definitely not a bad former. Um, like I mentioned in my article, I wouldn't say Prattley. if anything, Prattley's the weak link at the minute, other than Armstrong. Um, and although he scored a couple of goals here and there, um, I just I don't understand how he gets a game every single week. And I know he wants to keep it similar. But it's just it doesn't give us any it doesn't add anything to the attacking promise of the team. It doesn't add anything defensively because when I've looked back at the highlights from Fulham and so on, it just mm. like particularly I think Crowley should
0: have a lot better for Fulham's equaliser.
1: Yeah, I mean it's mm. it's throwing your body in front of the ball at that point, isn't it? And yeah. it, it just seemed to just run straight past him. And it didn't seem like like too much effort either. And you know, it's There's... not really one from a captain, is it really?
2: Yeah, one thing that was quite interesting about um, the last 15 minutes uh, at Fulham, um, although Prattley stayed on, we did actually go down to a 4-4-2. Um, mm. so, so they brought Elf on. Um, and it, and it, was, uh, it was there was two things that, that, that caught my attention, really, although uh, Fulham were really sort of putting the pressure on at that point, was when we did break away with Medine and Elf up at the front, um, we did look a lot more dangerous. It was, mm. it was almost as if Medine had had somebody to well, I don't know, somebody to dance with. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, whereas before he's he's, he, he, I mean, he, he gets a lot of you know if, if the goalie uh, if Alnick kicks it out, he, he Medine does tend to actually get on the end of them, but because there's mm. nobody around him, he's just constantly isolated. But when when um, Alf came on straight away, you, you could see them both firing off each other, and it made a big difference, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, in regards to um, to Prattley, um, I, I I think it's I, I think I mean I think it's worth the risk of us, um, giving a giving a try. Be it, you know, Vella and Henry. Well, it's got to be Henry and yeah. somebody, hasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. And and going getting two up top.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that was another thing I wanted to say. You know, just with Vella as well, because although he is definitely better in that number ten role, I don't think he's necessarily hit the ground running I mean when he came out from injury that first game he seemed to you know just instantly make like have a bit of a presence but since then like he, he seems to have not really been a star figure and you know perhaps just to play him a little bit deeper just well, to do you improvise think there's just a, the
0: scope for maybe return to the diamond formation Henry at the base Vela at the tip then maybe Amio being mm-hmm. at a Noon or a Buckley or a race or whoever on the left side
2: perhaps
1: Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have some wingers, but, you know, if that's what it'd mean, then I'd be, I'd be more than happy to accommodate it. But it's just... So it's not it's, like
0: Vela, even if it's a 4 2 it's not like Vela's not going to have freedom to go forward because Henry isn't no. going past yeah. that centre circle, I no. should imagine. Um, so it's not like he wouldn't... I, yeah, I, I agree. I think a four-four-two um would be beneficial. But it's hard to kind of criticise too much when we are in a free game unbeaten streak mm-hmm. and we should have won on the weekend if it wasn't for you know, jabby goal and six minutes at the time, which I presume shouldn't have been added on it at all, Ian.
2: Um, I was actually finishing off my beer so I don't know how long um, <laughs> um, Taylor went down because he, he got injured, didn't he, just after the restart. Uh, um, so I, I don't know how long he was off. Um, so by the time I got up, um, up there, um, Robinson was on and um, Taylor was off. Plus, mm-hmm. I think this, um, I read somewhere that it's it's thirty seconds per substitute, well, so both sides make six changes. So that's three. well, what's that? That's three minutes straight away, isn't it? Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't remember there being that many stoppages if, if I'm honest. Um, just but uh, how we
0: get shithoesed
2: over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, we gifted it, him, mm. Dan. We really did. It was it um, was no way the guy could miss that um, header. Mm. Uh, he just had the old dulce. He was up.
1: marked, wasn't he?
2: He, he was, yeah. Not quite think
1: to put the where that was, because, you know, when you're in stoppage time, you can't really, you know, be forgiven for that, can you, to be honest?
2: No, I, I thought it was Beavers actually, that should have picked him up, but um, I could be wrong. Um, it was certainly... Um, the the blow was standing where Beavers normally, you know, operates, so... Yeah. Uh, um, but the, but there again, who knows? I mean, they were getting pulled around all over the park. So you know, mm-hmm. Beavers may have been marking somebody else, and whoever was mark, meant to be marking, um, what was it? Is it was it Kearney or something like that? Tom no, Kearney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Did you not um, see the guy,
0: the Fulham fan who literally predicted the game beat for beat and got it? Yeah, I thought. I was like, you've man, you've never <laughs> <a> chicken, <laughs> you man, imagine you're a better man. But Ian, was there any players, good or bad, that stuck out for you apart from ones we've already mentioned?
2: Um, I I, I would say, um, I mean, Taylor, like I mentioned before, had a bad first half. But apparently, uh, according to Mark Isles, anyway, he he, he was injured. Um, And and obviously he went off at the start of the second half anyway. So I I suppose I could excuse him. I thought Murray, when he came on, was awful. Um, But once again, I hear he's he's got a stomach injury or something. So it it may well have been that he he, he got a knock uh, that we didn't see. He looks
1: Um, out of his depth this season, I think massively
2: yeah yeah I, I mean i must admit against fulham he, he um if, if anything um we looked a lot weaker uh when, when he came on um yeah. i think he came on for uh, amiobi actually yeah he did yeah um so yeah i mean he, he didn't bring anything to it but i suppose you know for that particular game if, if he was injured then you know, you know you can't really sort of knock him for it can you no um uh, Wheatu was immense. Um, once again, is um, I mean he, he might be slow, but by God, he, he knows where to position himself. Um, I mean it was it was more evident in the QPR game, but um, at Fulham as well. You know, it, it, a cross coming in, somebody breaks through. Wheatu always seems to be in, in the right place at the right time to to either you know head it away or get that last ditch tackle in or or whatever. Um, he he was outstanding. Um, I mean the the big three for me were, were Weta, to Henry and uh, Amiobi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, playing badly uh, I, yeah I, I, I thought I mean I, I mentioned Armstrong earlier but he, he is more because he was out of position than anything else yeah. in in furnace to the guy I thought medine did okay actually I know a few people saying they thought he had a bad game but I, I didn't think he was he was that bad I mm-hmm. um, uh, No, I mean, for once, you know, there there wasn't really anybody in the Fulham game that I would say um, I'd I'd a stinker to be honest with you.
0: Just a shame it all tits up at the end. But in a word or in a sentence, Ian, your thoughts on Bolton, will they stay up?
2: Um, Unless something changes, no. um, I'm going to have to say.
1: Well, I'm quietly confident that we Um, will, but it needs a change.
0: I am not, I'm on Ian's side, but Tomorrow, Bolton travel to Sunderland. Obviously, our relocation rivals only two points ahead of us. A victory would see us um, move above Sunderland in the table and would see us win our first championship away game in 30 attempts. Wow. quite an impressive statistic. I'd, the only change I'd make, is that I'd keep the following as I think I'd get Armstrong out of there, play a Noon, a Buckley, um, get some, or even LaFondra. I still think LaFondra can play out wide. Um... Get you know, I think that needs changing up, but other than that, I think, and obviously, Taylor's gonna to have to be replaced by uh, Robinson. I imagine, apart from that, I'd keep the scene the same. And then Sunderland, an absolute fucking abomination, and I'm quite confident we can go there and get a victory. It just depends if we can get over this away day, who do? Will, what do you think?
1: I'm really hoping we can. I mean, it, it when you look at the opposition and you think Sunderland, you know. For most of their time, you know, or for how long I've followed football, they're yeah. a apprenticeship club, aren't they, really? Um, and it's just really surprising to see them down where we are now. But when you look at their home form, and I think they haven't won in, what, 34 home games, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'd just be like us just to. Well, we know, are often the team break that breaks the uh,
0: breaks exactly. bad spells, aren't we? For...
1: Yeah. So <laughs> it, it just seems inevitable that it might not go our way easily. Um yeah. But, I mean, there's a good chance of us getting at least a point there, but a a, a win would obviously be the profitable Mm. result. What do
0: you reckon,
2: Ian? I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to win. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I think they're going to sneak a win. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, like you say, Sunderland in a right state at the moment. Um, Yeah, you know, uh, um, but when we've got three games unbeaten now, um, you can see that the team's confidence is better. I wouldn't say it's up. Um but it but the confidence is certainly better. Um mm-hmm. nobody's hiding. They they all you know they all want to sort of get that ball and, and get on with it. Um I I have got I've got a sneaky feeling that we could go up there and um and get a get a win. Well, that's, um that's so, okay. so,
0: 'cause it'd yeah. be very tasty. Um Ian, is there any other Bolton related things you want to talk about before we go?
2: Um that's, there's, there's quite a few things but probably um, not that's happened in, in, in this past week I um, know mm. uh, there was there was a thing about the chairman's notes wasn't there? Yeah, there it was quite
0: tell tell me about that let's let's just do obviously Rob wrote a couple of good articles but why don't you give us the cliff
1: notes
2: yeah I mean he's, he's becoming quite the, quite the journalist isn't he really he's, um <laughs> yeah um, I, I mean, it, it's it's it's. I suppose it's taking something a bit too far, isn't it? Really. Um, I mean, one thing I do agree with a lot of people um, in regard to the the comms that you know, that particularly Ken Anderson uh, uh, puts out, is is it something that that was needed? Because um, I mean, previously with Gartside, it was just a deathly silence yeah. for what two years, um, particularly when things started going Ten really years. sour. Well, yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I like the fact that, um, that he, he makes an attempt to to sort of connect with the fans. Um, I mean I, I said it in my article actually, my five things. I, I think it's, it's a good I don't have a problem with it all being upbeat and optimistic and, and stuff like that. I mean you know and he, he's back in the team and the manager. I think, I think in fairness to the guy that, that, that's, that's a good thing. Um, You know, selling the the, um, all the um, the the sales stuff, uh, getting people to buy tickets and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, totally behind all that. But then he he seems to have have these rants against whoever it is that's upsetting that week. Um, And and it just it just becomes a little bit farcical, really. Um, Yeah, he's you know we've had the what with the ACV and um, we are selling, but no, we're not selling. But yes, we are selling, but no, actually. We're we're not selling. I've knocked it on the head because nobody's met with the demands, and it, I think for for me the, the the telling point is 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 how some of these chairman's uh, notes change um, over the following week. Mm-hmm. So so you know that they he, sort of been blotted out really, without sort of um, properly proofread, and somebody saying you know look look Ken, I think you, you you need to sort of calm it down a bit before before you put it out. So I, I don't. I don't think he's doing the club any fav- favours with some of the, the the notes that he's put out. Although I do support the fact of, of what he's trying to do in in connect with the fans, if that if that makes yeah. any sense.
0: What do you think of a twenty five million pound price on the club?
2: Um, it's, it's it's been a bit of a strange one, now, hasn't it? Really. Um, I mean, what we saw from that teaser document was it was. It was 25 million, um, which in furnace um, covered the debts as well, because I think we've we've got roughly 15 to 20 million pounds worth of, of hard debt, yeah. um, and and I would imagine that, that um, uh, the the uh, additional you know to to top it up to 25 million would would be a um, a profit that either Ken and or Eddie Davis would would split be- between them. And in a in a sale, so it's uh, I guess uh, you know, as any owner would want to do when they move on, you know, they, they want to make a bit of money, which which is fine. Um But um I I, I just I, I just can't see anybody going for it at the moment. Really. Uh,
0: like they come the front,
2: they? Well, well no, I mean they didn't when um, Eddie was trying to sell it, did they? So it's, it's not gonna yeah. um it's it's not I can't see there being a, a huge um, avalanche of of, of bidders uh come in uh for, for that kind of price yeah um i mean i mean there are bidders out there um but i, I don't uh, from from what we've seen anyway um I, somebody to cough up 25 million um is is a lot to ask really i think particularly for a club that's um looks like it's on its way down again yeah. i mean obviously you know as a bolt and fat and i hope it happens um uh, whatever your thoughts, anybody's thoughts are about what's going on behind the scenes, um, we want the club to um, prosper going forward. So, uh, you know, I'd be delighted if, if if it did happen. But it didn't I uh, hear something afterwards that there was, um, so it was 25 million to buy the club, and then they had to prove to the EFL that um, they had 25 million ready cash to, to cover for the next two seasons. I I've not personally seen that. I, don't, I, don't, I think I saw it on—I don't know—on social media somewhere. Um, so. Um,
0: it's all well and interesting, isn't it?
2: Well, yes, yeah, exactly, well, yeah. Last thing i to
0: ask you about: Scunthorpe's chairman had a go last week. Uh, what did you think of that?
2: Is that—is that for me? Is it or yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Will?
0: Well, yeah. You're the, I presume well, yeah, Will can talk as well if he so wishes. But what <laughs> Does he have a case of what he was saying, saying we manipulated the system or whatever?
2: I don't think he's got a leg to stand on himself. Um, I, I mean, that
0: team fucked up from January onwards.
2: Well, I mean that's what it's come across as, as hasn't it? Really. I mean, um, I, he, he was complaining about um, Bolton manipulating the system, wicking the loopholes, and, and all that malarkey. But at the end of the day, um, that's exactly what most teams would have done um, in, in, in Bolton's position. You're going to do the best that you can do for Don't your hate club, the aren't player, you? Player hate the game. So, sorry, Dan. Don't was...
0: hate the player, hate the game.
2: Uh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, if he's got a beef, it's something he needs to take up with the EFL. Yeah. Um, not, you know, and particularly that classless comment about us getting liquidated. I mean, I mean, <laughs> really, you know, for a chairman of a football club to make that about um, make that statement about another club is is, is Pretty poor, really. Um, I'm surprised, actually. he's, he's the the AFL haven't um, um, taken to task on it? To be honest, uh, but okay. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, um, if he, if he's got something to whinge about, the the people he should be whinging at it should be the EFL um, To be fair to Anderson, um, he did what he, um, he he was allowed to do, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's as simple as that, really.
0: Anything you'd like to talk about, Will?
1: Um, I'll just touch on those two points quickly, like with the chairman's notes. Um, I encourage the fact that there's, you know, a bit of communication between him and the fans, you know. Obviously, like Ian said, with there being a bit of a, a silence. Um, so that that doesn't bother me at all, but it's just some of it from time to time is a bit hypocritical, you know, and you, you have to sit back and laugh, you know, occasionally and, and just question it a little bit. And one thing that roused me a little bit is the fact that it comes from the club's official site. And I feel like, you know, obviously Sports Shield had their own website and I'm sure it wouldn't be too much trouble for Ken to create his own outlets, you know. So perhaps that might have been a more suited choice because um, it, it's gone beyond just, you know, talking to the fans. It's now criticising other parties so that that's for him to say personally rather than, you know, from the club's um, perspective. And just quickly on the Scunthorpe chairman as well, like Ian says, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's it's just a very bitter comment, and I might add that it was a brilliant comeback from our Club Admin's Best Twitter. Best
0: tweet they've ever done. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's about yeah.
0: fucking time. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for joining me, lads, and thank you very much for listening to episode 87 of The Love Pod. I've been Dan, it's been Ian, and Willie. you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at Mobroski, Will is at WillJones1, and Ian is super white Smurf.
2: That's me. Yeah.
0: Fucking nailed it. And of course, we get us all on at Lion of Vienna. St. We have all home at Lion of dot com, where you can read all our splendid, splendid articles, and of course, listen to podcasts and whatnot. So please uh, go over there, read the website, like us, subscribe us, rate us, wherever you bloody want. But thanks. Yeah. Again, thanks for listening. Um, if that's all there is to say, lads, it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, will.
2: Goodbye, Will. Say goodbye, Ian. Goodbye, Ian.
0: And it's goodbye from me, sir. Lapin.